Well, praise the Lord. This is Pastor Jerry bringing you the Word of God. Again, it is always an honor, always a privilege. So grateful that you're connecting with us. Praise God. And uh, we're going to jump right back into Isaiah 40. We've been uh, in our midweeks talking about soaring in God. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 40. Let's go ahead and read our text. Verse 25, and it says, To whom then will you liken me or compare me? Okay, in other words, who is like me? This is what God's saying here. Or to whom shall I be equal, says the Holy One. In other words, who is my equal? So he's saying, in a way, uh, you know, who's, uh, you know who's, who can match up to me is what he's saying here, all right? Who's like me? Who's, who's my equal? Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these things. And I think I brought out the last couple of weeks that the uh, Hebrew word here is NASA, N-A-S-A, which I just think is kind of ironic, you know, that uh, uh, the NASA program, I know that's a, an acronym, but, but this here, this word to lift up the eyes on high, to look up, amen, is the Hebrew word NASA. I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, to see who has created these things. In other words, who, who, who alone can, can do this? Amen. Hallelujah. Who on high can do these things? In other words, uh, the Lord on high, the one that's above it all or an elevated place here. All right. So he says, but uh, who uh, and see who has created these things, talking about everything from the stars, the planets, angelic hosts, the wonders of space. Okay. Who brings out their host by number. He calls them all by name. By the greatness of his might, okay, and the strength of his power, in other words, his ability to accomplish things, his means or capacity to do things, not one is missing. In other words, he knows where everything is, how everything works. Verse 27, why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? In other words, uh, why would you even complain is what it's talking about here. Uh, why would you say, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by my God? In other words, he's ignoring me. That's How many know that's not true? Verse 28, have you not known? In other words, aren't you getting this? Have you not heard? Aren't you listening? All right? The everlasting God, right? The Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, the one that made it all, hallelujah, the one that put it all into motion, the one that designed it all. He neither faints nor is weary, okay? In other words, he doesn't get tired out or, uh, you know, doesn't have to stop. I think it means to stop and catch one's breath kind of thing. He neither faints nor is weary. His understanding, in other words, his wisdom, his intelligence, his skillfulness is unsearchable, okay, or, uh, you know, uh, unmeasurable is what that means, actually, okay. So, in other words, uh, there's no limits here. In fact, we took a week and talked about that. There's no limits, right? He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. He causes it to multiply, all right, or uh, also means to make it to abound, okay? Uh, and it goes on, verse 30, even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly uh, fall, or fall exhausted is what it means. But it's, it, the whole thing in context here in this verse 30, it's talking about you know, how everybody, no matter who you are, need him. Because he's talking about even those that maybe feel invincible, you know, the, uh, the young, the youth, the young men, okay, they're kind of the young buck, kind of the, you know, the, their invincible kind of mentality. He says that even they at times 
fall uh, to uh, exhaustion. Okay, so what he's talking about here is that we all need him. All right, nobody's exempt here. Verse 31, then, of course, has kind of been the key verse, but hallelujah, we knew it's been important to read this whole text. But those who wait on the Lord, in other words, because of all this, those then who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now, obviously, we, in the very beginning of this series, we talked about the relationship of why it says that we're uh, to soar or mount up with wings like eagles and why that he used the eagle. And I think I've said it every week, and I'll say it again this week. I'm kind of grateful that he used the eagle. He didn't, you know, didn't use like a bird that's, uh, that's grounded, you know, like a chicken or a, uh, you know, a, a turkey or an ostrich or some kind of thing like that, that even though they might all have the certain qualities, but uh, an eagle soars. An eagle lock can, has the, uh, the ability to, uh, to face a storm, lock its wings, and allow that storm to, uh, to bring them up on top, praise God. Uh, as we've talked about, you know, an eagle has a, the ability to almost soar higher than any other bird. Um, even sometimes uh, those in uh, planes or jets have said that they've, you know, found eagles up super high up there, you know, uh, tens of thousands of feet up in the air. So it's amazing how, how much or how high an eagle can soar. Now, uh, of course, every week we kind of take a little piece of this and look at it. This week, again, I'm going to go back to verse 31. Those who wait on the Lord, and in fact, uh, that refers to one that's uh, uh, trusting in or expecting, hoping in. That's what that means. Those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run, not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now, I'm going to take this part here. It says they shall renew their strength. And I'm going to talk about that today. Um, it might have a little bit different meaning than what you think it means. Uh, the word here, uh, to renew, in other words, it says here, renew their strength, is a word that means to spring up or to sprout up. Uh, it uses the words like to pierce through. So in other words, like a sprout, a, a, a plant that you plant, and now it's, it's piercing through. It's starting to, all of a sudden, it's starting to show forth, to come into, uh, to, to become visible. Okay, so it's to pierce through. But get this, it also means to change, okay, to alter, to go on forward or to grow or to grow up. Okay, so when you're seeing something that's springing out, it's talking about how something can change. And if you kind of think about, um, you know, if you've done a garden, or you have planted fields or some kind of thing. Let's say you did something like maybe corn or something like that. Uh, you might plant that, and, you know, there might be several days you're not going to see anything, but all of a sudden it pierces through. All of a sudden now you're seeing it, and then it's like every day after that, it's like there's visible change. Is what it's, that's what it's trying to bring out in this word renew. They shall renew their strength. Now, this word strength is a word that means vigor, force, might, ability, uh, even power, but it means um, uh, substance. Now get this, okay, so we kind of all see that, but, but then it says this in, in the, uh, the Hebrew, it defines it as a large lizard. That's kind of odd, right? And a chameleon. These are all words that are in, uh, in the, uh, your concordances or your lexicons, amen, when you're studying out this word. 
uh, this particular word strength. And what it's referring to is something that's ever changing. Okay, something that's growing and ever changing, okay, is what it brings out. In fact, the Amplified in verse 31 says, those who wait for the Lord, in other words, who expect, look for, and hope in, shall, here we go, shall change and renew their strength and power. And it goes on to say, they shall lift up their wings and mount up, amen, like eagles. But so the point is this, okay, this word here to renew their strength is talking about a consistent, ever-changing, uh, you know, growing development, okay? So the reason I thought this was necessary to bring up, because if we're talking about soaring in God, we're talking about, uh, you know, if we're going to move forward in God and gain ground every day in our life, we're supposed to soar like the eagle. That means there's going to be change that happens, and you can't fear change. Change is a good thing, you know, uh, you know, especially if you're moving and growing in God. Amen. Obviously, I guess there could be a bad side of that. But the bottom line I'm talking about is those in God. In other words, that's what it's talking about, right? Those who are what? Uh, waiting on the Lord. So in other words, those that wait on, there's going to be change. It's going to happen. All kinds of changes that go on in your life. And so today I want to talk about, you know, not fearing change and what it means uh, to change because if we're going to, you know, if we're going to move forward in God, we're going to soar as an eagle, we got to be willing to make some changes in our life. And if you're going to be stuck on no change, you're probably going to get stuck in your walk, all right? And so what I did today is I just took some verses, uh, some texts here and there, some of them very, very common, uh, just to show you uh, how much it really talks about the importance of change in our lives, okay? And just shows you uh, that there is uh, you know, if you're going to move forward in God, there's going to have to be change. Now, the first one I'm going to bring out, okay, which again is a very uh, common text, but 2 Corinthians chapter 5, please. We'll spend the first part of this in the New Covenant, and then we'll jump back into the Old here in a minute. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, and it just says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... He's a new creation. Now, it literally means a new species of being, okay? He's a new creation. Here we go. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So what we're seeing right off the bat, when one comes into the, into the kingdom, when somebody uh, comes in, uh, you know, because has a born-again experience, they're now in Christ, they're a new creation, Okay, you start right out of the right out of the chutes, so to speak, with change. All right. Change is necessary. Your new life started with a change. Amen. And all the way through this, uh, from the beginning all the way until now, there's probably been changes that are going on all the time and really will happen until the Lord's return or until you make heaven your home. There's going to be all kinds of changes. I uh, wrote some statements down, things that just over the years, little statements that I hear here and there or things that the Lord has told me. Um, and this one here just says this, that it only takes one person uh, to change your life, and that's you. That's really what it takes, just one person uh, to change. If we're talking about growing and changing and developing, praise God, uh, something being altered in our life, it really, just, it really just comes down to a choice or a decision that we personally make about bringing change into our own life, all right? Now, we uh, not only are the ones that change our life, but we're also the ones that can restrict our life, 
from change or growth or development, and that's just by saying no to change, really. Uh, you know, if we're uh, decided, I just don't want to change, well, then you're automatically going to start restricting yourself. You just have to understand that. Amen. Now, um, if you want to enjoy this life, you got to be prepared for change. And that's why I kind of felt in my heart. That's why we're going to talk about some of these things. One of the things we see in this text, too, as well as the next one we're going to turn to, uh, but that, that change is uh, really to focus one's energy on building the new instead of being all concerned and worked up about the old. Okay, when you see you're a new creation, old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Now, some people spend a lot of energy trying to always fight for the old instead of just really put your energies toward the new. Praise God. Let go of the past. Amen. And move forward. Now, with that said, let's go to Philippians chapter three, another common text. All right. But in the light of everything we're saying here or seeing, I think this will be a blessing to you. Praise God. All right. In verse uh, chapter three, in verse 12. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So now we're seeing that we start off, you know, a born again experience starts off with change. Okay. Now we're going to see if we're going to, you know, be one that's going to keep moving forward, reaching forward. It's going to require some change here. Verse 12, not that I have already attained or am already perfected. Okay. Now this is Paul talking to the church at Philippi. He says, listen, I haven't arrived yet. Okay. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't arrived. I, I haven't got all thing, everything down yet, but he said, Hey, I, I choose to press on right? That I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. In other words, I'm going to grab hold of what he's got, got for me to do, the plan of God for me, the purpose, uh, the gifting, the callings, all the things that God's placed in my life. This is what I'm going to reach for. Amen. Now, the one thing you're going to find out that life in God is a press, okay? You got to press forward if you're going to do that, but it requires change. Brethren, I do not count myself, verse 13, to have apprehended but one thing I do. In other words, one thing I've got down, right? Forgetting those things which are behind and reach forward to those things which are ahead, praise God. He goes on to say, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, what we're seeing in this text Hallelujah, that if we're going to continually move forward, all right, it's going to require some continual changing. All right, anytime you're pressing forward, reaching for what you need, that means you're, you're letting go of some things, you're grabbing hold of some new, you're, you're moving forward towards this, moving away from this. There's always change, and you got to be okay with that, okay? If we're going to press forward, if we're going to obtain what we need to obtain, there's going to have to be change, little changes along the way, okay? And you're going to have to be okay with that. Sometimes, you know, we, we, we just don't like things to change for some reason, okay? Or, or we want everything to be different, but yet I don't want to do anything different to somehow cause that to happen. And you have to understand that, uh, you know, it's like the, what they say, the definition of insanity, you know, is to, is to never change anything and expect that everything's going to be different tomorrow, and it ain't, okay? You just have to understand if, we want, if we're going to press forward towards things, we're going to grab hold of the things we should be grabbing hold of, and pressing toward the things we should be pressing toward, then there's going to be some things you're going to have to let go of. You're going to have to put some things behind you, which means there's going to be some changes. All right? That's just obvious. All right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Another statement uh, years ago uh, that, that uh, came to me was that uh, we have no business fretting about yesterday or worrying about tomorrow. Okay? Now, hang on to that, right? Even the past... Uh, or pardon me, even if our past doesn't turn out right, okay, we have to understand that our future can turn out great. 
Okay, now hang on to that because, see, what happens is if we're not willing to say, okay, I'm going to turn, I'm moving toward what I have to move toward. See, you may say, I don't like anything that was back there. Okay, well, understand it's back there. You're reaching towards something different. Okay, tomorrow's going to be different. All right, if you're, if you're reaching forward, pressing forward and letting go and forgetting those things behind you, you can have a greater tomorrow than you ever had of a yesterday. Are you hearing me? And that's just the facts, all right? Worry, here's another statement for you. Worry doesn't empty tomorrow of troubles. It only, it only empties today of its strength. Now, the reason I've said that is because a lot of times that's what happens, okay? We're sitting here concerned about everything, and all we're doing is hanging up our todays, all right? When, when if you just press forward, all right, let go of tomorrow, or yesterday, I mean, reach into tomorrow, grab hold of what's rightfully yours, praise God. You'll find, praise God, things begin to shift and change for a good, for good, and as a result of it, praise God, you're grabbing hold of your purpose, your gifting, your callings, praise God, and everything else that's, that's laid out for you. All right, a few statements there. Matthew 10, let's go there, Matthew 10. Hallelujah. Hope you're hearing this today. Hallelujah. Now we're talking about those that wait on the Lord are going to renew their strength. In other words, there's going, to be, there's going to be adjustments and changes. That's why you need to trust in God. That's why you want to wait on God. Amen. It's just so key because if, as we trust Him, amen, things begin to shift and change. Amen. And if we're trusting Him, praise God, that means we're going to allow the changes to happen. All right. Matthew 10. Uh, I'm reading now the New King James. And verse 39, it just says this, that he who finds or obtains or, or perceives or receives his life will lose it. And he who loses his life uh, for my sake will find it. Now, it kind of looks like kind of a little bit of a play on words. Uh, so I got the amplified version here. And I love how it's worded in the amplified. It just says, whoever finds uh, his lower life. Okay, so it's talking about things here on our, whoever finds his lower life will lose the higher life, the life you're called to, all right? Now listen, whoever loses uh, his lower life on my account will find the higher life. Now again, it's talking about change. It's talking about making adjustments, amen, that you can't settle, okay, where you are, amen. Instead, you got to begin to reach for it and seize, amen, what's ahead, amen. If we're, uh, you know, you just can't be locked on things back here, Amen. Worried about this life when you're reaching for the life you're called to. All right. There's going to be change. Uh, a statement again. Uh, I can't even remember where I heard this, but I thought this was kind of kind of a humorous statement. But uh, the largest room in the world is still the room for improvement. All right. I just thought that was kind of a funny one. Amen. That's the truth. You know, uh, we all have uh, room to change. And so we got to be willing to let go of some of this lower life stuff to grab hold of the higher life, and that's always going to require some change. Amen. But if we're going to wait on the Lord, amen, I guarantee you, you're going to have your strength renewed. Amen. I guarantee you there's going to be, there's going to be things that change in your life, things that get altered in your life. Hallelujah. Here's another one. Your life does, uh, does not get better by chance. Now hear this. Your life does not get better by chance, but by change. All right? thought that was a great statement. Amen. Hallelujah. So your life gets better by change. Amen. Now, uh, Romans 12. Let's look at another one here. Romans 12. I thought Romans 12 um, is a great one because uh, of what we're going to bring out here because it's probably the closest um, 
the word transform is probably the closest word you're going to find in the new covenant that'll match that Isaiah 40 verse 31 reference, okay? When it's talking about what it means to renew one's strength, it's really talking like a transformation change, okay? So let's look at this verse 2 in Romans 12. It says, and do not be conformed to this world. In other words, adapted to this world, but we're called to be what? Transformed by the renewing of our mind, in other words, by taking the word of God, because in context, we're talking about taking the word and now renewing your mind that you may prove or discern what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. So we're talking about this thing of not being conformed to the world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind. The word renewing, uh, when it says to renew one's mind, is a word that talks about to renovate reconstruct, okay? So anytime you take that word and you begin to meditate on that word, you begin to renovate your mind. And what that means is literally to drive out and take out all the old, put in the new. So when you talk about a renovation of a house, let's say you're going to renovate a room in your house, what you do is you go in there, you probably remove everything that's in there, you begin to reconstruct it, redo, re-what, whatever, you know, and all of a sudden it becomes renewed, Okay. But it says that when you begin to renew your mind, what happens is a thing called transformation, okay, which is a word you see uh, throughout the New Covenant, a few places here and there, 2 Corinthians, Ephesians. Uh, you know, it brings out uh, here in Romans 12, okay, uh, uh, I believe uh, 2 Corinthians, I think, is another one, okay. But we have uh, places where it talks about the ren- this transformation. It's a Greek word, metamorphio, okay, where we get our word metamorphosis, okay, which means really an, a complete change, a complete turnaround, okay? Uh, it's what we, you would see a, a tadpole to a frog, a, a caterpillar to a butterfly. That's what they call metamorphosis. In other words, it's one thing and now all of a sudden becomes changed to another. Now, the reason this word is so close to the ones we read there in Isaiah is because when it's talking about, you know, like a chameleon, that which it's ever changing, okay? It's, it's this and then it's not. And now it's this color, now it's this color, okay? And what it's talking about is this altering, this change that begins to happen. When you begin to take the word of God and renew your mind, because all change is really going to start right up here, okay? Uh, the, the change that begins to happen is going to start with a change of thought. Amen. If we're going to change anything, we've got to start changing how we think, how we see things, how we view things. Amen. But that all begins with changing and renewing our mind. Praise God. And as we begin to do that, all of a sudden this thing called metamorphosis or transformation begins to happen. One place it says that when you're doing that, amen, by the word, it says uh, that you begin to be transformed into his image from glory unto glory, which talks about that process, amen, by the Spirit of the Lord. In other words, it's the Spirit of God doing it, amen, but there's this whole complete transformation that takes place when you begin to meditate on the things that He says, amen, when you begin to take His thoughts above any other thought, okay, your own old thoughts or old way of thinking or how everybody else around you thinks, amen. You start taking His thoughts, it begins to change your mind, Amen. To renew your mind, which now begins to change your whole being, change how you operate, how you think, how you deal with things, how you do things. Amen. All begins to change. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm just going to say this. Um, 
you know, if the word of God doesn't challenge you, it ain't going to change you. Okay. I just thought I'd throw that in there. I thought it was worthy of doing that because I always think sometimes, you know, we kind of play patty cake a little bit sometimes as Christians, and we just kind of just enough to say we we did a spiritual thing or whatever. And what we're talking about now is true renewing of the mind, okay? Which means that you're going to have to hop in there, dive into this thing to where it begins to challenge you and how you think, how you perceive things, how you uh, you know you look at things. All right, so this is what we're talking about here: allowing that process of renewing to happen so it begins this thing called transformation of your life okay which again is all about change 100% about change all right hallelujah also uh, progress uh, is impossible without change another thought there right okay and it starts by a change of thought in other words progress if we're going to move forward is impossible without some form of change now you kind of even think about that naturally, about a lot of things. If you're going to move forward with this or with that, uh, you're going to get better at this and you're going to uh, do this a little different. You're going to modify how you do this and how you do that in order to move forward with something. It always requires some form of change. Amen. So you can't fear change in your life. Amen. You got to be willing to say, you know what? I'm okay with change. Amen. As long as it takes me or moves me toward this thing called transformation. Amen. Which is becoming now in his image. Amen. From glory to glory by the spirit of the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Let's go to the gospel of John, please. Gospel of John. I'm just going to keep on moving through these. Uh, Chapter 15, please. John 15. Let's look at another reference here. I'll read a few verses here out of John 15, starting with verse 1, please. And it just says this. This is Jesus talking. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Okay? Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, now look out, uh, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, in other words, listen now. Okay, we're talking about bearing fruit now, so hang on. He takes away, uh, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. Do you know prune? There is no such thing of pruning without change. Okay, so uh, he's talking about here, if you, if you get pruned, then he says, why do you prune? Well, that it may bear more fruit. Uh, you are already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. And of course, he's talking to his disciples here. Abide in me, in other words, remain or continue in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Okay, a a wonderful text here. But you notice that the reason they increase in fruit, amen, is because of pruning. All right. There's the the removal of things that need to be taken away. There's the pruning of what needs pruned. Okay, which always spells change. So if there's going to be any form of uh, bearing fruit in your life, And to continue, as he says in this text, to continue to bear fruit. And actually, if you read even further on in John 15, he's talking about that continual bearing fruit. Okay, where that fruit bearing is ongoing. The only way that can happen is if there's change that happens in the midst of it. There's always some form of pruning. Uh, Like Paul said earlier, you know, in Philippians, he said, it's not that I've arrived. It's not that I've got all all the answers here. I, I have to grow and develop along the way. 
There's things that I'm learning along the way. There's things that I have to remove in my life. There's things that I have to prune in my life. There's things that I need to add in my life. Uh, there's uh, the reason to increase in wisdom and, and understanding about things. All of that spells some form of transformation or change. Come on. Uh, you know, in this text here, a pruning is about change. There is no pruning without some form of change. And that's just the facts, all right? Hallelujah. Uh, a couple statements here. To prune is to change. And so, in other words, you're going to have to stay real, okay? And you're going to have to reach for results. Now, hear this. Reach for results and not excuses. Now, I thought it was worthy to throw that statement in there uh, just because when we're talking about pruning, um, not everybody necessarily likes to be pruned, okay? Sometimes we, we prefer not to be pruned, but sometimes it's necessary. Uh, what we have a tendency to do sometimes is look for the excuses, Okay, well, this ain't working because of this and because of that, because of this. No, sometimes it ain't working because uh, that needs to be uh, changed. That needs to be pruned. Something needs to be happened different here in your life. Now, remember, you're the only one that really uh, can change your life. You're the only one that can restrict your life. Okay, now a lot of other people might play some kind of part in things to try to, you know, mess this up or mess that up or whatever. But uh, the point is, when it really comes right down to it, it's really going to be on your, uh, you know, with your choice, your decision. It's on your lap, so to speak. Amen. Whether you're going to allow change or not. So when we're talking about pruning, you know, anybody that's going to say, "Okay, I'm willing to be pruned. Okay, they're going to have to be one that's willing to say, you know what, Uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to be accountable for my life. So as a result of it, praise God, Lord, whatever you need to do, whatever you need to have, uh, you know, be different in my life, that's fine. I'm okay with it. And I'm not going to go reaching for excuses all the time. Amen. Anyway, I thought that was important. Amen. Uh, The best way to change the world around you, here we go, is to change yourself. Amen. It's just the facts. Things begin to shift around you when you're changing. Amen. And a lot of times, that's why I'm saying those sometimes those excuses that happen is we're looking out here, we're looking over here and over here. We're saying, oh, well, it's all this and it's all that. No, it comes right down to this. You got to make some changes in here. You make changes in here. You'll be amazed at how many of those things out there begin to shift and change. Amen. Just by making some adjustments in your own life. Amen. Let's look at another text. This time, let's go back to the new covenant, all the way back to Genesis chapter 12, please. Genesis chapter 12. Hallelujah. Let's look at this. And a man named uh, Abraham, this is really what, what this is about. And this is in the very beginning. Okay, and it says this in verse, tw- uh, verse 1 of chapter 12. Now the Lord said to Abram, of course, this is before he was Abraham. His name was Abram. Get out of your country. This sounds like change, doesn't it? Get out of your country from your family. In other words, you're going to have to separate yourself from your relatives here. All right, now that's what the word that he gave to Abram here. And from your father's house to a land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. Now, we're talking about increase, blessing. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I'm going I'm to make you great. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, curse him and curse you. Amen. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now, obviously, a great word uh, to Abram. But how many know um, he could say, you know what? I don't think so. I don't want to leave where, I'm, where I grew up. I don't want to leave my country. I don't want to leave my family. I don't want to pull out of my father's house or away from my relatives. He could have said that and just stayed there, and we probably wouldn't have any more story about Abraham. It'd been over with, all right? But he made the change, right? He moved forward. Now, the only probably setback of this is he ended up with uh, a nephew, uh, Lot, which became problems, 
Okay, down the road, that kind of almost adds to some of this, all right? Okay, so he didn't necessarily do 100% what he was told, but, uh, you know, he did majority of it. He moved out of his country, stepped away from his father's house, okay, from the majority of his relatives, amen, and as a result of it, okay, he goes down in history as a mighty a man of faith, praise God, and a man that word is, uh, declares as he was the friend of God, amen. Well, like I said, he had a little setback in there with the thing with Lot, amen, and it wasn't like Abraham did everything perfect, but, amen, if he's going to move forward, if you're going to be the man you're called to be, you're going to have to accept some change, and that's what he did. He made some adjustments. He made some change. And along the way, even when he made some error, amen, he made some adjustments, made some change. And as a result of it, he goes down as a mighty man of faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. Our father of our faith, actually, the word says. Praise God in Romans 4. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I've I got a couple more statements for you here. Live with expectation to hear with a willingness to be led in timely changes. So what that means is, that's what happened here, okay? You have to be willing sometimes to hear God when God says, make this adjustment, change, do this, let go of that, move here, whatever, whatever he's talking to you about, amen. Sometimes you just got to be willing, amen, to not only hear it, but to follow it, praise God, knowing it's going to be a major change in your life, amen. Another statement, amen. Uh, change may at times be difficult, but now get this, but not changing may be fatal, depending on what we're dealing with here. Now, that could be a fact. Change may at times be difficult, but not changing could be fatal. All right? So that's just something to keep in mind. Here's another statement. Amen. If you don't change direction, I thought this was kind of one of those funny ones, right? If you don't change directions, amen, you will end up where you're heading. <laughs> so if you're heading somewhere you don't need to be going, then you know that uh, somewhere along the line, I need to make a change here, all right? Because I'm heading somewhere and it's not going to be good. So you got to be willing sometimes to make a change. Amen. Anyway, I thought that was, a, that was kind of a humorous statement. Uh, one last text. Let's go to Isaiah 54, please. Back into Isaiah. But we'll go to chapter 54 this time. Hallelujah. Hope you're hearing this. Isaiah 54. And uh, hallelujah, I think this would be worthy. Let's, I'll, I'll probably read, um, I probably could read a couple verses here. Verse 1 just says, sing, O barren, or rejoice, O barren one. It's talking about those that uh, are, are barren as far as the womb is concerned. Uh, you, have, you who have not born, break forth into singing, cry aloud. You uh, who have not labored with child, uh, for more of the, uh, pardon me, for more are the children of the desolate, okay, or the destitute, okay, uh, lay waste is what that refers to, uh, than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Now, of course, there's, he's talking about this covenant of peace coming up here and everything, but he says this in verse 2, okay, and I probably could have just jumped into that. But anyway, verse 2 and 3 says this, enlarge the place of your tent, and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left. And your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. That's why I kind of read that first verse there because it was talking about. Now the idea is this. is talking about right now increase. Okay, if there's going to be increase, it's going to require some changing. 
Okay, some things that you can do. Let's look at just some of these things. Okay, it says to enlarge. Enlarge the place of your tent. Okay, so obviously, it's just talking about, you know, start making room for change. Okay, start making room for increase. Okay, uh, sometimes you just have to do that. Okay, enlarge the place of your tent. Now, it didn't say that everything automatically changed first, and then all this. It says you got to start doing some of this stuff. You got to be okay with some change. And if you if you know you want increase or change uh, something to change in your life, then you start making adjustments. Okay, in this text, it says enlarge the place of your tent. Uh, let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. So, notice, you talk about expanding. Okay, then it goes on. It says do not spare. Lengthen your cords. These are all talking about change, all talking about increase. If we're going to have increase, we're going to have to change here. Okay, do not spare. Lengthen your cords. It goes on to say, and strengthen your stakes. So we're making adjustments. We're making change. Okay, to strengthen your stakes, okay, means you got to either add something, change something, alter something. Okay, for you shall expand. Here we go, to the right and to the left, okay? And it goes on to say, your uh, descendants shall inherit uh, the nations, okay? But the bottom line is, all this is talking about some form of change, okay? That if you want something different, you may have to make some adjustments, some changes to start making room, amen, for increase, amen, something to be different, something to increase, all right? is what he's talking about. To get what you've uh, never had, you must do what you've never done. That's just the facts. If, you, if, you, if you're looking for something to be different, you're probably going to have to make some adjustments. Push yourself. Here we go now. Push yourself. This is something the Spirit of God spoke to me years ago. Push yourself out of your comfort zone. Okay? Push yourself out of your comfort zone. So in order to do that, you're going to have to overcome some insecurities, some fears, uh, some of those things that sometimes hold you back or keep you in that comfort zone. Amen. Now, nobody likes to be outside a comfort zone, okay? We all feel better when we're in our comfort zone. But listen, if you're, if you're going to uh, get what you've never had, you're going to have to do some things that you've never done, which means you're going to have to pull yourself sometimes out of a comfort zone. And that's kind of what they're talking about here in Isaiah, all right? Amen. Break out into increase by living life, here we go, with purpose and not fearing change. You can't be afraid of change. Child of God, amen. We're talking about soaring as an eagle. We're talking about, you know, uh, waiting on the Lord, renewing your strength. That's what it's talking about. It's talking about if you're going to soar, you're going to have to be okay sometimes with some things changing. Amen. You know, you think about an eagle, an eaglet, I think is what they call the baby. Um, and what, you know, at certain times, you know, that, you know, that first that nest is nice and soft and, you know, that, uh, that little baby is, you know, just in there and the food gets brought to it and little by little it's growing, it's growing feathers, it's all the kind of, you know, just as a bird grows. Well, little by little, I mean, that bird gets to a place, an age where it needs, it's time for change. You're no longer going to be grounded to this nest. You're going to have to get out of this nest and do something different. So the mom begins to do certain things. Take some of the padding out, some of the, uh, uh, some of the, uh, the feathers that they use for, uh, for uh, batting or whatever they want to call it in there that they put in there for the nest. They start pulling it out. So this nest now starts getting a little bit uncomfortable. Pretty soon that baby gets a little restless because it's uncomfortable. Well, the idea is to start, you know, making a change so that this bird will have an 
a true change, get out of that nest and begin to soar like it's supposed to. Amen. And obviously that's what happens. And if I'm not mistaken, sometimes they even kind of get pushed out. Amen. In order, amen, to, to open up those wings and let those wings do what they're supposed to do. Praise God. But the point is this, child of God, if we're going to soar, amen, you're going to have to sometimes be okay with some change. You're going to have to be okay to somehow step out of that comfort zone. All right. Uh, set aside some of the fears, set aside some of the insecurities, the things that try to hold you back. All right. And that's, that's just things that are necessary once in a while. If we're going to soar as we're supposed to praise God, child of God, I hope you got something. Father, I give you praise and glory once again for the word. Thank you for these principles today. Thank you for a people of God that are choosing to soar in you. Praise God. A people, Lord, that are not af afraid of, of change, not afraid of, uh, Lord, uh, things being altered and modified sometimes in their life in order for increase, in order for things to be better, in order for them, praise God, to reach forward and grab hold of all that's theirs. Father, I thank you for a people once again that had an ear to hear, a heart to receive, and again, for opening the eyes of their understanding. For that, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Child of God, I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.